0: Bow your head close your eyes just a minute lord in jesus name i take dominion of every spirit that's not of god i take dominion of every spirit that's not of god in jesus name i command them into outer darkness not to trouble this service not to trouble anybody in this service lord let the angels of the lord be a wall and a hedge about us and lord let your spirit have its way in this building In Jesus' name. Can everybody say in Jesus' name? Lord bless you. If you'll stand with me for the reading of the word. Glad to be here. Glad to be with all of you. Glad for what God's doing. God filled a lady with the Holy Ghost last night. She's getting baptized in Jesus' name at the end of the service. I almost envy new people just receiving the holy ghost almost India, and just being baptized in the name of the lord i tell you i look back at my wife and i's journey and where we came from i was not raised in any kind of church she was and uh, uh, god reached out and touched our hearts drew us into this beautiful truth filled us with the holy ghost filled our children our grandchildren Brothers and sisters, God is doing an incredible, incredible work in lives all over the country, all over the country. And you don't know when you may be the catalyst for revival to touch your whole family. You may be the first one of hundreds, a lot of big families around. And so you just never know what God is going to do, praise God. And we don't know what God's got planned today, but I know this, he's got plans. He knew who was going to be here. He knew what you were going to have with you when you came. He knew what was going to happen. Every bit of it, he knows all about it. And so we're glad just to be a little part of it. Amen? Amen. Again, we appreciate being invited, and we have enjoyed being in here and being in service with you and seeing how God is moving in your midst. It's just been a beautiful thing. I want to turn your attention today, Mark, the second chapter. Now I don't know if you were kind of thinking that, you know, we had a move of God already, we probably just go home or you wasn't going home anyway. You had chicken on your mind. <laughs> or some old dead cow or something. <laughs> uh my, we have time for that later. They'll be waiting on us when we get there. But we're gonna we're gonna preach a little bit and enjoy some of the word of the Lord. We're going to see somebody, maybe several somebodies. Well, it would be incredible if we had about a half a dozen baptized in Jesus' name. Uh, you know, when you receive the Holy Ghost, and let me, let me just say this. If you come down here today and, and you've never prayed, you may not know how to pray. I know when I, I first went, I was hungry for the Holy Ghost but I didn't know how to get from where I was to where that was. And so I, I, I went and talked to the pastor and he said, Well, you just simply ask God to forgive you of everything you've ever done. Everything you said, everything you thought. But well, he said, When you do, you ask him to forgive you. God forgives you and forgets all of that stuff. And the blood washes it all away, praise God. Hey, I'm telling you what, when you put it under the blood, nobody's going to dig it out, praise God. When you put it under the blood, God don't remember it and nobody else is going to get to it. And then you have asked him to forgive you. All your sins are gone. There's nothing holding the power of God back from you. And so then you just begin to thank him. This is what the preacher told me. Just begin to thank him however you feel like thank you for dying for me thank you for loving me thank you for calvary thank you uh, he said whatever you feel he said i'm just going to lay my hand on your head and say in jesus name receive you the holy ghost and you're going to feel the power of god come on you and you're going to be praising god and the next thing you know you're going to be speaking a language you never learned as the power of god fills you praise god and you know what that's just what happened I asked God to forgive me one more time, and when I did, I I, I really realized he just washed it all away. It's all gone. It don't matter what you were yesterday or where you were last night. It's all gone, praise God. The blood took it all away. Oh, and I began to thank him and praise him. And that preacher just laid his hand on my head and said, In Jesus' name, receive you, the Holy Ghost. And 46 years later, I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling it. And it's still good. And it's still real. But I'm going to tell the little sister, you don't even know yet what all you're going to find in God. God's going to talk to you about things you never knew he would talk to you about. God's going to direct your path. God's going to talk to you about your family. God's going to open his word to you. You open your Bible up and begin to read it, and all of a sudden it becomes real and alive. But you're going to feel God. Sometimes when life turns sour, you know, there's just times when things go bad in life, and you've got a peace down in your heart, peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hey, is that am I telling her the truth? Yeah. Is that really happened to you? Yeah. Amen. But that's not all. I don't care if you drive a fiat or a Prius or a Cadillac, every once in a while you gotta stop by the gas station and refill it. Because the gas has a way of just running out. And you pull up, you know what you do? You pull up to the pump, and what you did the first time, you do the second time. The same way you filled it up the first time, you fill it up the second time. The Scripture says, as you receive Christ, so walk you therein. When you receive the Holy Ghost, life happens. The devil happens. People happen. You happen. My biggest enemy is not the devil. Anybody that thinks that, you don't understand. My biggest enemy wears my clothes. I look at him in the mirror, and there he is. That's my worst enemy, is me. But you know what? When I, when I received the Holy Ghost, I actually said this. I need something to help me overcome me. I need something to help me overcome my habits and my things that I do. You know what? The Holy Ghost will give you victory over you and over the devil, over the flesh, over the world. He'll give you victory over things you didn't even know about, praise God. He'll give you victory in your life, on your job, in your marriage. He'll give you victory, praise God. Clap your hand to the Lord all over the building. So let me, let me just encourage. There were people up here a while ago praying for the Holy Ghost. When you've asked Him to forgive you, believe it. Believe it. He's forgiven me. That's His way of doing it. And then just begin to praise Him. And if somebody lays their hand on your head, don't worry about it. They're not checking to see if you're wearing a wig. They don't care if you are wearing a wig. <laughs> 46 years of ministry, you see a lot of stuff. ha, <laughs> ha. I'm going to write a book one of these days. <laughs> Stuff we saw in church. Had a little lady one time in a revival, and she didn't really care about me a whole lot, start that revival. When the end up it, we were friends. But she would sit there all bowed up, giving me the mead face. Until one night, she came to the re- altar. She was feeling a little bad and needed healing and came to the altar. And when I laid my hand on her head, I recognized immediately she has a hairpiece. And I also recognized that it's not real tight. And the Holy Ghost hit that little woman, and she went to dancing. And that hairpiece went to moving. It would slide on this ear, and it would slide on that ear. And she would reach up and put that thing back in place and shout some more. It felt too good. And then a minute she just reached up and took it off and shouted a while. And you know what? God changed her whole attitude with a wig. She was as friendly. I'd preach and she'd be saying, amen, preacher. God knows how to do it. If you're here with a hairpiece today, hang on, honey. Go to Mark 2. Mark 2. I got to get to preaching. Brother Green be pulling my coattail, saying, hey, that's not what I'm paying you for. You're not a stand-up comedian. (laughs) But, hey, you can have fun in church. You can have fun in church. Matter of fact, if you're going to have fun, this is a good place to do it. Somebody said, I don't know if God's got a sense of humor. Look in the mirror, honey. Most entertaining thing in the world: go down to the mall and just watch folks go by. That has got orange hair. That one's got purple hair. That one ain't got no hair. <laughs> I, mean, I better get to this. Mark two, verse one. Everybody looks at his neighbor and say, "That's okay." And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word to them. Get a good crowd together. Somebody needs to preach a while. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy. He was paralyzed. Was what was wrong. And he was being carried by four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press of people that were there. They uncovered, they tore the roof off where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting, there always got to be a wet blanket. I don't know what I'll do if I ever get into a church and there's not at least one wet blanket. Honey, don't you even worry about it. I like wet blankets. I like to see God dry them out and fill them up and shout a while. So if you're a wet blanket today, don't you even worry. You're not bothering me. You go to sleep, you're not bothering me. Preacher one time preaching looked at the guy's asleep and he looked at the fellow next to him and said, hey, would you wake him up? Guy said, well, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. <laughs> so if you need a nap, you just go on ahead. You catch up later, praise God. There were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, why doth this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? You know what? Jesus never contested that. They said, who can forgive sins but God only? He didn't even bother answering that question. He was God. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk? He said, hey, look, I can shell or I can shuck. It don't matter. I can say your sins are forgiven. I can say take up your bed and walk. It does not matter. I can handle it either way. This is what he told them. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy, I say to thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thy house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Let me talk to you in a few minutes about radical faith. Radical faith. Lord bless you. You can be seated. Anybody in here know that every once in a while faith gets a little radical? Every once in a while things get a little out of humanity's order had a fellow tell me one time you you pentecostals get out of order i said hold the phone wait 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 my god made thunder and lightning hand clapping don't bother him hand raising don't bother him shouting in the aisles don't bother him Running around because you've been forgiven and been cleansed and been set free don't bother him. You see a man that's had a dozen devils inside of him and been living uh, in a crazy way. And then all of a sudden the Lord forgives him and cleanses him and sets him free. And he wants to run. Honey, let him run. You see a young person has been living on a needle for years, living in an alley somewhere, and somebody brings them to the house of God, and they get full of the Holy Ghost, and they want to jump up and down and shout a while, shout with them. Shout with them. It's a lot more fun if you run with them, praise God. If you get out of oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. A real apostolic church, if you get out in the aisle, you better be in a hurry or in the Holy Ghost. You get run over you say, well, I don't ever see anybody run. You just hang on, honey. You're going to. Because I'm telling you what, this church is headed for an incredible revival. This church is headed to a place where the glory of God settles down. And nobody's doing anything but loving and praising God, running a little bit, dancing a little bit, shouting a little bit. If you never shouted, you ought to shout a little bit. If you never danced, you ought to get out and dance a little bit. It's not going to hurt you. Hallelujah. Mm. Radical faith. A fellow was telling us one time he was living in California and they were trying to have a revival and he wasn't getting many visitors. So the evangelist said, Well, I, I got a couple of ideas, a thing we can do to get some visitors out here. So they went down to the shopping mall, one of those strip centers, had buildings all around, had all kinds of stores in it, and people going in, going out, and all that. He got all of the young people from the church down on one end of that strip shopping center. And they all had little tracks that told about the church and told about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And he he said, when I count three, I want you to run down through that parking lot. And everybody, you come by, you give them one of these and tell and hey, you want to come to where we are. You want some of what we got. And they began to run through that parking lot. And they began to hand these tracks out. And people were hollering, hey, what is this about? What are y'all doing? Somebody call the police. One fella come running out of a barber shop and run one of the boys down and got one of them from him. The next day they had 10 new visitors at church and five of them got the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you got to get a little radical, praise God. So they said, "Well, what are we going to do next weekend?" He said, "Just hang on, I got another idea." So, this is California. California look crazy anyway. California don't even need the devil. Anybody from California here? I'm sorry. Not really. <laughs> they went down to McDonald's. All the kids had tracks in their pocket, and the preacher went in and had this bag, and he had something in the bag, and all of a sudden, there's, this is a big old McDonald's, there was probably 40 people in there, he jumped out in the middle of the floor and began to shake that bag and said, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive, and people are backing up against the wall. Now they'd be reaching in your pocket. If you are in Texas, you'd be in trouble. There lies Hugh Moore. Two shots from the 44. No Hugh, no more. <laughs> but they were in California, and they were all backed up against the wall, and he's shaking that bag and said, it's alive, it's alive, it's alive. And everybody said, the manager finally came and said, some way you got in that bag. He said, it's alive. He said, I don't doubt it's alive. I hear it, but what is it? He reached his hand down, and everybody's holding their breath, and he pulled a Bible out. It said, I'm telling you, it's alive. It's still cleansing. It's still forgiving. It's still healing. It's still delivering. It's still working. It's still the Word of God. It's alive, praise God. The next day, the building was full, and the altars were full, and people would get baptized. They had revival break out in the name of the Lord. Clap your hands to Jesus all over the building. It hey, once in a while, you got to get a little radical. Jesus was in the house. He went there to rest, but he didn't get any rest. People were always after him. Lord, tell us something. Lord, give us a little secret. Give us a little insight. So he began to preach to them a little bit. Next thing you know, the house is full. And people are knocking on the door. Hey, is there room inside? No, there's no room. Open the window. People are looking. You know, I'm going to tell you what. When it gets noised abroad that Jesus is in the house, when it, when people pass by on the road and, and there's an angel standing out there saying, Jesus is in the house, Jesus is in the house. When somebody walks up outside and says, what's going on? Jesus is in the house. He's alive. He's forgiving. He's oh, he's empowering. He's empowering. He's empowering people to overcome the devil and the flesh and the world. How oh, my Lord, when it gets noised abroad, Jesus is in the house. Folks are going to come. They're going to come. And so he began to talk to them. And then we see something coming up the road. There's four guys that are bringing their friend that is paralyzed and can't walk. I'm just going to tell you something. You can get to the point where you can't help yourself. Even if you're not paralyzed, I've seen people before so buried up in sin, so buried up in drugs, so buried up in alcohol that they cannot help themselves. They crave it in the morning. They crave it at night. They crave it all day long. That's the way I feel about Jesus. I want to feel him in the morning. I want to feel him in the evening. I want to feel him in the middle of the day, praise God. I love the power of God. I love the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't know. Some folks, I think some folks, that they, they've been around it so long, they've just got used to it. I don't want to ever get used to it. I don't want to ever get used to it. Every now and then. And you know what? I'm just going to tell you what. It's so great because, little sister, you got the Holy Ghost last night. What's going to be neat is one day when you're at home all by yourself, and you're just kind of feeling lonely, and then all of a sudden you begin to feel something, and you think, well, hey, this is what I feel at church, and you realize all of a sudden I don't have to be at church to feel this. I don't have to be in church to know him. I don't have to be in church to be able to praise him and magnify him and glorify him. Amen. Friend of mine loved the garden, raised a big garden every year. He had gotten away from church for a while. He didn't get away from God. You can't get away from something that's everywhere. Somebody told me, I walked away from God. I don't know how you did it. He fills up all of time. He fills up all the space. You might have thought you was walking away, but he was right there all the time. All you had to do is raise your head to praise him. You'd have felt him. You'd have knew he was there. Hallelujah. You might have thought you were getting away. No, you're not getting away from God. That's the funniest thing I ever heard in my life. I walked away from God. No, you didn't. God fills all the space. He's under the desk. He's on top of the desk. He's in the drawer. He's everywhere. Praise God, the Holy Ghost. But hey, there's something special. That uh, my, my friend had, had had got away from church. You don't get away from God. You may get away from church, but I'm gonna tell you what. This is the kind of church that goes with you. You may be down at McDonald's, or you may you, you hear me talk about McDonald's. I I, I should be on the board. Because a lot of times my wife and I get up on Sunday morning, we just barely got time to run through. I want two sausage biscuits and two medium diet cokes. But he said, Diet coach!" I said, can't you tell we're trying to save? Can't you tell we're trying to lose? Can't you tell we're taking care of things? No, no, no. No, we run through, praise God. But you know, you may be down at McDonald's. You may be at Burger King. You may be in J.C. JCPenney's, wherever you may be. And you meet somebody else that's got the Holy Ghost and get to talking. And next thing you know, the Holy Ghost is moving power of God's moving. Right there in the middle of the shore. God is moving, praise God. My wife and I stopped at a service station one night and ran into one of the sisters from the church. She said, Brother Phillips, my back is hurting terrible. I said, let's pray. We're going to be discreet about this, get back over in the corner? No. The Bible said this wasn't done in a corner. They didn't hide behind the building to talk in tongues. They got right out in the middle of the street and watched the glory of God reach into hearts. 3,000 people were moved by the people of God. <laughs> Radical revival. Radical revival. My, 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 my. They brought their friend to Jesus. I'm going to tell you something about faith. Everybody's got it. Look at your neighbor and tell them, you got faith. No, 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 don't tell me you don't have faith because the Bible said every man has received the measure of faith. That's the Bible. Everybody, everybody's got faith. The atheist that says he don't believe in God, how foolish can you get? That thing I don't believe in is not real. He just because you don't believe in it don't mean it ain't real. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you, everybody has the measure of faith. And not only that, but you can cause your faith to grow. There's something beautiful about faith. The Bible said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. When you hear preaching or you hear teaching or you just sit down and start reading your Bible, that's like your faith going down to the gym. Your faith is doing bench presses. Your faith is doing curls. Your faith is doing squats. Your faith is stronger when you get through reading the Word than it was when you started. You say, I'm having a little problem. Read your Bible. Let your faith get built up stronger, praise God. And not only that, but the Bible says you build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How many has had the Holy Ghost less than a year? Anybody? Oh, we got several. I'm going to share something with you. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll speak in other tongues. That's the initial evidence of receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the Bible. They speak with other tongues. Now, that's just the beginning, but it's also the way that you get refueled. When you begin to pray and God begins to move, your your gas gauge on the Holy Ghost may be saying half full, but if you just let God, you get back down to that place and forgive everybody and love everybody and begin to praise God, God will fill you up again the same way he did the first time. You'll begin to speak in tongues all over again. It don't happen just once. It comes again and again and again and again, and let me just give you something. Don't let it be a once a year occasion don't let it be a once a year occasion go back to God and let God fill you up all over again let be full of the Holy Ghost be full of the Holy Ghost full of wisdom full of power full of faith full of it praise God let your neighbor say I want to be full but I'm gonna show you something else there's another place that God uses that same tongue Sometimes when you got something you're praying about, you got a problem in the family, or you got a sickness, or you got a friend that's got a problem. You go to God, you begin to pray, and then all of a sudden that tongues comes again, and you begin to pray and you begin to pray. And as you learn to become comfortable in God's plan and God's way, you will find yourself praying in a language you never learned. And you can tell by your actions. I can watch people and know he's rebuking the devil in tongues. The Spirit's taken over. The Bible said God maketh intercession for us. Oh, my Lord of heaven. With sounds, with tongues, with things you didn't learn, praise God. Sounds that you didn't learn from a childhood. It's the power of God taking your tongue and what's this? Praying for you. The Bible said we, that the Lord intercedes for us with groans and utterings. That we didn't learn. Sis, I used to think that when I get into tongues and go to praying, I'm praying for somebody in India or Africa. No, no, no. I'm interceding for me. God's using my tongue to speak a language to pray for me that next week my faith won't get weak. If you go to God and, oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody, you need to learn to become comfortable praying in the Spirit. You need to, know I'm not going to teach you how. I can't do it. If I teach you how, it's not going to be God. Any church that tells you they're going to teach you to speak in tongues, pack your bags and get out of there. Oh, don't deny God the opportunity to do something in you only he can do, praise God. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Can you lift your hands and love him a little bit? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. But you know what? When you get in there and you get to praying, you get to loving God and talking to God. And, and then, you know, there's a lot of avenues of prayer. We don't have time going to them all today. But there are avenues of prayer. My brother from Louisiana back there if he had a CB and I had a CB and we're traveling down the interstate and he's on Channel 19 and I'm on Channel 7 we can't talk very much I could be saying come on good buddy where yet and he's just driving because we're not connecting but when you learn how to connect with God When you learn how to get on the channel of God's own, there's one channel that's just simply prayer, just talking to God. That takes more faith than any other because you're not feeling anything. You're just talking, and know He's listening. I'm just talking to God, but there's another one called intercession where you get into the Spirit, and you begin to pray, and you get into a language you never learned, and you're praying. You may be an hour in that language praying in the Spirit, casting down devils, breaking down walls, opening doors. Praise God. There's things you can do in the Holy Ghost you can't do any other time, but there's another one that's called supplication. Brother Green, I hope it's all right. I'm saving you some time because you don't have to teach them, I'm teaching them. There's another one called supplication. Brother, when I was raised, there were seven kids, mom and daddy, and probably grandpa, grandma, and maybe three or four neighbor kids. Poorest house in town, but all the neighbor kids want to come to our house because we all have fun. And we're sitting at that big old table. Mama always says, y'all come see how poor folks eat. And it'd be a table it may not be nothing but beans and cornbread. And on Sundays we change it up and have cornbread and beans. <laughs> I can see myself sitting down there at my end of the table, and I my older brother Jerry, hey Jerry, pass me the beans. I will if you'll pass me the cornbread. Every once in a while we'd have, we love sweet potatoes. I'd get home from school eat and mama have one baked up for me already. But sometimes we'd have those sweet potatoes. I'd say, Janie, pass me the sweet potatoes. I will pass me the syrup. Whatever it was we had on the table. It's supplication. I'll give you something, you give me something. Anybody ever been in prayer and you're talking to God? God, I want you to, t- I want you to touch my brother. And God says, I will. I want you to pray for Charlie. I don't even know anything's wrong with Charlie. And I said, okay, God, I'm going to pray for Charlie. I want you to touch my brother. And God said, I will, but pray, I want you to pray for Mary. That's supplication. God saying, you pass me this, I'll pass you that. And before you know it, you got a revival prayed down. you got people stirred up that's never been stirred. They don't know why. i tell you what. I've been talking to God, and your name came up, praise God. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh. I want you to make me a promise. You're praying this week, and God says, I want you to pray for your neighbor. Don't, don't question. Don't ask. Just pray for that neighbor. Because, you see, the hand of God can reach into that house where you can't get. It can get over that fence. It can get behind that door. It can get down into that bedroom. It can get down into that living room. The hand of God can get a hold of your neighbor. The hand of God can get a hold of your boss. The hand of God can get a hold of them. And the next thing you know, they're saying, hey, you know anything about this Holy Ghost thing? I was working for a fellow one time, Monroe, Louisiana. Went to work for a big old long tall boy named Billy Wade. And old Billy, he was a good Baptist boy. And uh, we, we'd talk a little bit about church. But Billy had something happen, sis. He'd come to church one day and there was about 12 of us on the crew. And we're sitting there and we're, we're drinking a little coffee and, and eating a donut or something, whatever we had. I had egg sandwiches most of the time. Somebody said, Why don't you ever have chicken sandwich? I said, I can have an egg sandwich every day, or I can have a chicken sandwich one day. I'll have an egg sandwich. Leave the hill alone. <laughs> I'm in there, and, and we're sitting there, and old Billy comes walking up, and he's kind of nervous. He said, Hey, can, can I talk to you a minute? And I said, Sure. So we walked out to his truck, and he said, I don't really know how to ask, ask this. Do you know anything about devils? I said, more than I want to know. But what do you got? He said, my wife and I were laying in the bed last night, and we got a big old grandfather clock over in the side. It's always a grandfather clock, never a grandmother clock. It's always it's sitting in the corner. And he said, all of a sudden there's something dark, such real, I can see it, it's there. He said, fear got a hold of me, and we we're both looking at it. We we're both seeing it. And he said, I'm just, I've never felt so much fear in my life. I don't know what it was. And I, I said, okay, I'll tell you what. We'll, he said, wait, but come back over here. These other guys might want to hear this too. Them other guys didn't want to hear none of that. But the boss, the boss has said, y'all just sit down a minute. I asked him a question. He's going to tell you all about it. It got to where every morning at 9 o'clock and every evening at 1.30, the boss would come, and he's got an RC and a hoodie bun for everybody there. And he's asking me questions, and they're all having to listen. I was having Bible study twice a day, five days a week. Getting paid for it. I told him one day, I said, Billy, son, we can't do this every day. He said, Why can't we? I said, Well, we got 12 men sitting here. You're paying all of us for an hour's work. He said, Who's paying? You are. He said, Then just answer my question. <laughs> yes, sir, I'm answering. Well, not I'm at home. And I'm sitting at the table reading my Bible. And all of a sudden brother I had a vision I saw Billy Wade walk down to the altar in our church six foot seven raise those long arms up in the air and begin to speak in other tongues <laughs> God gave me a vision of a promise my I just fell over on the floor and went to laughing and kicking we've been married 50 years now she's used to this stuff What are you doing I just had a vision I just saw Billy get the Holy Ghost okay (laughs) went on about what she's doing well we had a fire at our church burned off part of the Sunday school and Billy heard about it and brought his crew all of us over there helped clean all that mess up, brought his tools and his, his trailer and left them there for three weeks for us to use to rebuild that church. Me and one of the other boys that went to church there, he, he, he said, y'all just go on over there and work on the church and continue to pay us while we were working on the church. So one Saturday, we were having a big work day, and Billy, the two or three of the men came out, and Billy said, now look, my wife has got tickets for us to go to a singing. i got to leave here at 5 o'clock. No later. I said, good, I'll help you remember well, 4:30 rolled around. I said, "Hey, Bill, you better get going. Belinda's gonna be looking for you." He just kept on hammered. Five o'clock rolled around. I said, "Hey, Billy, Billy's gonna look, Belinda's gonna be looking for me and you both. You might want to go on." He just kept on working. Six o'clock came. I said, "I want to show you something. If you're gonna be here. I'm gonna show. I, I said Come on, I want to show you something.'" I said, I took him up to that altar. I said, you know what I saw right here? He said, what? I said, I saw you fall on your knees right here and throw your hands up in the air, and God filled you with the Holy Ghost. You began to speak in other tongues. He said, what? I said, I saw it in a vision just a few weeks ago. God showed it to me. And I heard something. I looked, and it's his knees hitting the floor. And his hands are in the air, and tears are just running. And the first words out of his mouth, I didn't understand any of. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Oh! I want somebody to understand some radical faith every once in a while will move people that nothing else moves. Every once in a while, you got to step out a little bit. you got to step over some things and say, hey, it's God. It's God. It's God. Everybody says God. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's God. Faith. Faith is an incredible thing. Everybody, every one of you has got it. Some of you got it more than others. Some of you have been building yours. There's some strong faith in this building. There's some incredible faith warriors in this building. I feel it. I can feel it when I walk by you. It's like two alpha dogs, they know one another. I can feel it. I can tell that fellow's got faith. That lady's got faith. You bring a prayer to her, she's going to breathe, and she's going to move God. I thank God we got a God we can move with faith. I thank God we got a God we can touch by faith. We got a God that will touch our family, our friends, our loved ones by faith, praise God. Woo! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost flowing right now. I feel the power of God flowing right now. But here I want to show you something about faith. Faith can be shared. Did you know that, Brother Bobby? Faith can be shared. That man that on that bed had palsy, Brother. He couldn't walk. But the four men carrying him could walk. And not only that, but they believed in Jesus. Jesus is in the house. They brought their friends. You know what faith will do? Faith makes you want to bring your friends to Jesus. People wonder, why y'all keep inviting me to church? Why you keep wanting to do a Bible study? My faith moves me to bring you to God. My faith moves me to get you in the presence of the Almighty. That's why we pray like we do. That's why we sing like we do. We're wanting to get you to the power and the presence of God but brother these men got there and they tried all the normal ways the door you can't even open it there's too many people you can't even see through the window there's too many people so what are we gonna do well let's just go home no 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 not radical faith radical faith said we fixed to do something they looked up at the roof and one guy said are you thinking what I'm thinking he said I am brother they tore the roof open on the house now if if y'all did that today that all the tv stations would be in the parking lot and the announcers would be we got a strange thing going down austin first church they've just tore a hole in the roof they have a man on a pallet they're letting down through the roof oh the man in the pallet is running off he's carrying his pallet everybody's shouting what's going on they said hey you know what? When Jesus was in the house, he's there teaching and all of a sudden dust starts falling. All of a sudden there's dirt falling. And somebody said, somebody's tearing a hole in the roof. And then the next thing you see is this pallet coming down. Fellas are letting him down. I guess maybe with ropes or something. And Jesus looked up and you know what the Bible said he saw, Brother Bobby? Their faith. Their faith. He didn't see any faith with the man on the pallet. That man was sick. He had problems. He didn't have any faith, but his friends had faith. And Jesus looked up and saw their faith. Aren't you, oh, my Lord, somebody may not know this, but I'm going to tell you, faith can be shared. I said, faith can be shared. There's a shareable aspect about faith, praise God. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, believe Him, I'll do it for you. But then He said, if any two will agree as touching anything under heaven, it'll be done by our Father, praise God. And then He said, if two or three will get together in my name, I'll be in the midst of them, praise God. When you get Jesus in the midst, somebody's gonna get a touch. Somebody's going to get set free. Somebody going to get filled. Somebody. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Faith is shareable. I don't know if you heard me a while ago, but I told you. I prayed about you this week because the devil's been lying to you too long. I told you. You you sent me a little message, and, 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 and you asked me to be praying. I prayed, and the Holy Ghost said, I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to take care of that. The devil has lied to that man. I'm going to take care of that. And I told you a while ago, I'm going to share my faith with you. And together, we're going to break through this thing. Together, we're going to shout through this thing. Together, we're going to talk in tongues. Together, we're going to get a move of God. Together, we're going to share faith. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. I feel faith working in the building. I feel faith working in the building. You may not have it, make like you need it, but somebody in the building's got it, and they'll share it with you. Oh, Lord, did Oh, I feel it. 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 Reach over and get your neighbor by the hand and share a little faith with them. Get your neighbor by the hand and praise God a little bit. Get your neighbor by the hand and love God a little bit. I'll share my faith with you. I'll share my faith with you. My faith says God can do anything. My faith says God's not held back by anything. Brother Bobby, my faith telling me God's gonna set you free. God's gonna set you free. Oh, there you go. My Lord of heaven, I want some musicians to come. I want some musicians to I want some radical musicians to come. Play some apostolic Holy Ghost music, praise God, because we're in an apostolic revival. If you're here today and need the Holy Ghost, you ought to be running to these altars. You're here today and you got families lost, you ought to be running to these altars. Power of God's all over this place. Somebody, somebody get your neighbor by the hand and share your faith. Bring them to the altar. Come on, you've been needing something from God. I'm going to bring you down here. Come on, you've been needing to pray through again. Come on, you've been needing to touch again. Come on, you've been needing the power of God. Oh, my Lord. Oh, okay. okay watch that right now. The devil just stepped in the building. Mm-hmm, he just did. He's telling y'all, just be seated. Don't get excited. Don't get off. Right now is when you need to say, nope, I'm going to rebel against that spirit. I'm going to get on my feet and praise God. I'm going to get on my feet and magnify God. I'm going to get up and love. I'm going to get out of the aisle and dance a little bit. I'm going to delight myself in the Lord that he'll give me the desires of my heart. Praise God. Come on, everybody. Everybody, we'll come around the front. Come as close as you can get. Come as close as you can get. Lift your hands. If you're in the very back of the building, you need God. Lift your hands. Somebody will come where you are and share their faith with you. Share the power of God. 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 I feel, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. It's breaking walls there. It's opening doors. It's making a way where there seeming to be no way. We're going to share a little faith. We're going to share a little faith. We're going to share some faith. Praise God. Lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand, lift your hand. Share some, share some faith with them. Share some faith with them. Share some faith with anybody. If you see somebody struggling, share your faith with them. Get a hold of them and chat a while get a hold of them and dance a while. This is an apostolic church. We love God with all our heart. Go ahead.
1: Praise, Praise, Praise in stop
0: praising
1: His name. Can't stop praising